Okay, so uh, I'm trying to record using the Anchor app again. I stopped using it very early on in this process because it just deleted a ton of really good stuff that uh, you, you'll never hear because I can't, I can't remember what I said. I don't plan any of this, so uh, that was a real tragedy in terms of uh, what you missing out on some real broadcasting gold and me just having to re-record or at least try to re-record it. Uh, the app has been pretty good apart from that, so uh, it's been updated, my phone's been updated, and I'm just going to see what happens. Um, I mean, I've got a terrible phone, so I, I can't completely blame the app. It might have been a, a consequence of me buying a super cheap phone from uh, Amazon with a kind of barely known brand name. Uh, well, actually, do you know what? It's actually quite well known now. It wasn't very well known when I bought it. It's uh, Huawei, I think it's pronounced. Wee Wee, some people call it. I like Wee Wee because uh, it just sounds puerile, childish, and completely up my street. Um, so, we'll just slow down a minute coming down a hill, slowly picking up speed, don't want to break the speed limit, as there are lots of children around waiting to catch their big yellow buses, standing on street corners, being wholesome. There we go. Nice, nice safe transition past them. See, this is the kind of uh, excitement I was talking about. If you go back to the first episode, The Big Sal, I talk about the uh, ups and downs of commuting and recording a podcast while commuting. Uh, and that's paying off now, episode 20-something. Uh, we're dropping in on little insights as I commute to work. Um, I, I'm just, just to give you a bit of context about this journey, because I usually just go into ranting. Um, my journey is around 30 minutes, if traffic is good, uh, which, for a UK person, is a pretty decent commute, as in decent as in not massive, decent as in, that's, that's a manageable small commute. Uh, I know people who've done a two and a half hour commute every morning to central London. Uh, I think they're mad, uh, but that's where the work is. So that's where people have to go. Uh, I don't ever understand. It's not always a choice. Sometimes you do have to go into London to work and get a decent job. Um, I don't know if that's going to change soon or not. Um, who knows? I, I'm in Canada now, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so half an hour, half an hour to me is a pretty easy, like, drive. I don't even get any traffic. Um, there's no such thing as traffic in Nova Scotia. If you ask a Nova Scotian, they think there's a thing called traffic, uh, but they're wrong. Uh, a queue of ten cars is not traffic. Uh, and there are some, like, little pinch points around the city, but... I don't think you were if, if you if you've lived in a major city and driven around a major city or you've lived in a, a densely packed country like the UK or Belgium which is mainly just motorways then you kind of understand that yeah uh, you leave one traffic jam and there's another one waiting for you you leave another traffic jam and there's another one waiting for you it's just a series of traffic jams uh, so you just you 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 manage to successfully get through one queue and the whole trip home is a traffic jam. Nova Scotia, if you're in the downtown area or some of the other smaller, more awkward, less developed junctions on the highway, 
you might end up uh, God this is boring sorry um, it's just really boring uh, the worst part is it sounded like I was really into it talking about the traffic of Nova Scotia and Halifax um, and comparing it to European or major city driving um, and then I could hear myself talking and wondered what have I become dark times for me to be uh, talking enthusiastically about traffic uh, I never wanted to become one of those people but maybe it's because I recently turned 34 um, that I now talk about traffic um, I was just trying to give you a bit of context on the journey trying to story build so that uh, when I had a puncher or something happened uh, I could tell you all about it but um, instead I just waffled about traffic for an extended period of time and now I'm just waffling about the fact that I was waffling about traffic for an extended period of time which in a way is worse um, but at least like, I caught myself at least I'm not so far gone that I finished what I was talking about I've successfully forgotten the whole point I was trying to make which is good I identified the fact I was on my way to down a very dark path uh, comparable to your first hit of an opioid or um, that first drink that made you forget about your pain uh, I was I was on that path I was filling my conversation and brain with inane pointless comments about traffic um, and I caught myself early I I said no I stared into the abyss and I didn't blink I stared into the abyss and I said no 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 and then once more no and then I didn't say no again I thought that was dramatic enough I turned around dramatically spinning on one heel I nearly fell over but I didn't I think I managed to pass it off and the abyss thought that I was okay and I slowly walked I wasn't rushing I didn't want the abyss to think that I was scared or intimidated I had a purposeful stroll a purposeful stroll a slow walk that had dignity and direction to it and I kept walking for at least 15 minutes without looking back at this slow and because I was walking so slowly I probably didn't cover a lot of ground but it was hopefully more awkward for the abyss because it had to watch me walk away at that awkward slow pace where I was almost stamping my feet in an effort to make it look like I was being determined whereas it probably just looked like I'd uh, one of my legs had fallen asleep and I was uh, trying to walk without having any feeling in my leg uh, and then I, I got I reached the light and I felt the light warm me it made me feel good it made me feel uh, alive again and, and I just led in a meadow it hadn't rained for ages so the ground was dry um, I didn't get like wet patches I led on the grass uh, there were very little kind of inconveniences like insects I didn't get ants 
crawling on me. It was your kind of perfect meadow. Um, there were no animals that were going to trample me, no bulls or livestock. And I just led in the grass, looked up at the sky, and laughed uncontrollably for three to four hours uh, until I was crying with exhaustion. And then I went home. And that all just happened in a split second because I realised that I needed to change and that I was not going to become the thing I promised myself I would never become and that was a kind of weird, boring dad uh, who would talk to neighbours about, oh, traffic, oh, I love your fence. I never want to be one of those people. And today I became dangerously close to it. And with that very laboured but detailed metaphor that I think was pretty creative off the top of my head. Um, if you disagree, tweet at me. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember the Twitter handle. Or email me. It's commuter chronicles something one or 69 at gmail.com or something. I don't know. There's a, search, Google it. Just Google it. Or leave a review saying that you're you think that I creatively described the moment where you uh, take a stand against a direction your brain might be taking in, you in but your heart has a very different feeling uh, or yeah or you think that I've just got issues and I should probably stop making this podcast uh, whatever you believe is valid I won't judge you uh, you can give me one star if you want that's good um, much like today's education system where uh, everyone gets rewarded even failure gets rewarded with uh, well done for trying um, which is a hard which, which is I understand is a good idea but ultimately when it gets to real life uh, and you fail no one appreciates you for trying um, if you don't do it, then uh, you're just written off, and uh, it's just—I don't know. Not that I want to. Not that I'm some kind of harsh character who believes that we should toughen our kids up from a young age. Um, and at the same time, I think kids who are falling behind definitely need warm encouragement. But I don't think you should get a ribbon for coming seventh in a race. Um, then there's no incentive uh, why would you work harder to become 6th or 5th 3rd or 4th or 4th or 3rd or it would make more sense to say it, describe it in those terms um, because you can get a ribbon at 7th for just about getting by I used to be terrible and this is not coming from someone who's particularly um, athletic when I was a kid I, would, I wouldn't even have made 7th I would have been 10th I was chubby and I had short legs and uh, any kind of physical education with children my age who were all taller than me with longer legs than me and more athletic than me was always torture and luckily I developed ingrown toenails which sounds horrible but was a real blessing because it meant not only did I have to not wear the black shoes to school. I went to a school that had a uniform. Most schools in the UK you have to wear a horrible, stupid uniform. Uh, so I could wear trainers with my school uniform, which made me look cool and like a rebel. Uh, 
and every time a teacher flagged me up saying, what are you wearing trainers with your school uniform for? I could say, look, read this note from my chiropodist. Uh, and their face, they'd have egg on their face. And I would walk off slowly, purposefully, uh, without turning around, uh, with a smug smile on my face. And uh, that really got me out of having to do physical exercise from the age of seven to about the age of 14. Uh, and then when I got to 15, I actually started to enjoy it because I was less chubby. My legs grew to a normal length and I could actually take part. Um, bearing in mind the main sport I played growing up in Wales was rugby, which is brutal. And uh, at the time, now they don't have, con- it's, not, it's non-contact for young children. But when I was a kid, we used to, ru- used to run at each other full force. And uh, because I was a lot smaller and I had short legs, I didn't have a lot of force. And I spent most of my time being flipped over or knocked flying onto the floor. So, uh, really joyous time. Anyway, um, thanks for being a passenger during a moment of personal growth. Um, I'm going to sign off now because I'm about to pick up my car share person. And they still don't know I do this. Uh, and it, it, they might think is weird. So, you have a lovely day. <laughs>